Hello friends, this is the AlphaList podcast. I am your host Toby. The goal of the AlphaList podcast is to empower CTOs with the info and insight they need to make the best decisions for their company. We do this by hosting top thought leaders and picking their brains for insights into technical leadership and tech trends. If you believe in the power of accumulated knowledge to accelerate growth, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Plus, if you're an experienced CTO, you will love the discussion happening in our Slack space where over 600 CTOs are sharing insights or visit one of our events. Just go to alphalist.com to apply. Welcome to the AlphaList podcast. Uh, I am your host, Toby, and today with me is a guy called Michael, who is responsible for a company as a CTO that has a market cap of 600 billion. And Michael is sitting in Israel and is responsible for a very large team. And the company, I don't know if anyone uh, was able to guess it already, is called NVIDIA. And NVIDIA is, from my perspective, like an absolute brilliant company that developed like crazy. Um, I personally own a few shares, to be honest. Um, and and it literally exploded in the last years through um, fields they were exposed to or they are exposed to heavily, um, like AI. And, and um, I think there are like a few Bitcoin miners as well that <laughs> use NVIDIA hardware. So uh, welcome, Michael. Thank you. Nice meeting with you. Nice being here. Yeah, um, NVIDIA is a, is a crazy success. Um, how do you got there? I mean, you don't start off as, as a CTO of NVIDIA, right? Uh, as, 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 a, as a career trajectory. What, what, was your, what is your path? How did you get into, into computing? What is your nerd path? Yeah, actually, I started my career at Intel. It was in the early 80s. And uh, I was at Intel for uh, 16 years. Uh, designing microprocessors. One of the microprocessors I designed, actually the first one that I was uh, responsible for in the architecture side, is uh, H60XP, which is, uh, it was the fastest microprocessor those days. It was introduced in the, uh, if I remember correctly, at 88 or 89 or something like this. It was a vector processor that was a few times faster than the 486. That was uh, introduced pretty much in the same time, but uh, the software for 860 virtually didn't exist, and uh, therefore uh, 860 basically vanished. And Intel discontinued it at some point, and uh, x86 architecture prevailed due to uh, software compatibility. But uh, this experience taught me very important lesson that you know chips without software is just an expensive send you can't do much with it when i was programming the a60 xp in assembly it was amazingly fast but uh, very few people program an assembly and uh, but when we tried to compile something on the a60 from you know c code then it was not uh, as exciting at all and let alone the other parts of the tool chain. So my next 
project was uh, is in the x86 world. I was uh, managing the Pentium MMX uh, design, and uh, that was introduced in uh, I think '95, if, if I remember correctly. And uh, uh, then soon after that, in four years after that, I left Intel. Uh, after I actually started, uh, I was the very initial stage of uh, Banias project that turned out to be the lead CPU at Intel in the uh, early uh, early century. And in '99, I uh, left with a few folks to start uh, Mellanox, which is the networking company. And we have done, uh, we have developed a state of the art, actually the most efficient and fastest uh, interconnect uh, technology based on uh, InfiniBand standard, but then we moved to, to Ethernet. And actually, if you uh, go to Internet, you're most likely going to run through Mellanox uh, devices that are used in uh, all the big uh, cloud providers, uh, like, you know, Facebook, uh, Microsoft, Alibaba, all these guys uh, use the Mellanox uh, networking. And about two years ago, I was the, one of the founders and the CTO of uh, Mellanox. And uh, three years ago, NVIDIA acquired Mellanox. And uh, two years ago, the deal was uh, approved. And uh, we became part of uh, NVIDIA. And uh, I was named as the uh, NVIDIA CTO. And uh, my job is uh, actually, you know, in terms of the team, I'm, I, I don't have too many people reporting to me. I, but I do work with the, all the uh, leading te technologists in NVIDIA. It's, it's an amazing company, the most technological company I've uh, ever seen. And my job is uh, uh, to integrate across multiple technologies of, uh, at NVIDIA to create the computing of the 21st century. So that's what I do for a living. Uh, that that uh, sounds like a like a really crazy job where I'm a, I'm a bit jealous on. Um, are you then like more of a software CTO or a hardware CTO? I mean, you, you mentioned that you were programming an assembly back then, but that means that your skill set is kind of in between, right? You know both worlds, or yeah, you know, by, by education, I'm a hardware engineer. I graduated double uh, E from uh, Technion. Uh, I uh, did my uh, job as the VLSI designer, at, uh, started as VLSI designer at Intel. Uh, but, you know, back to your question, I'm not hardware CTO, I'm not software CTO, I'm a system CTO, it's computing. And uh, computing is the uh, software and hardware working together. And uh, actually, without software, hardware does worth a lot. And yeah, software doing some hardware to run on, run on it, but it is really a combination of these two that makes uh, makes the product and uh, that that you can build services on. So you know essentially the best of both worlds. Uh, well, I I enjoy the best of both worlds. That's true. <laughs> and um, I mean, you mentioned you you founded and sold Mellanox, and I checked the story on and 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 like. The 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 um the especially the financial story of of it it, it was sold for I think seven billion to Nvidia is that true yeah six point nine years almost seven I, I mean that's like a 
crazy amount of money. Um, and I guess you went through like several funding rounds and stuff like that. And and but how many people were were involved there? Like how big was Mellanox? Well, uh, Mellanox overall, when 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 it was uh, uh, what was sold, is about three thousand people around the globe. Uh, two thousand, about two thousand in Israel, and uh, basically, Sun never sets uh, over Mellanox. We had uh, we had uh, teams in uh, China, in the, in Japan, in uh, Russia, in Europe, in North America, in South America. I think we even have something in we had something in Australia as well. So everywhere, essentially. Yeah. Um, but you were not like a remote company back then, obviously, um, but heavily office-bound and stuff like that. Um, how is it with NVIDIA? Um, and, and how are the cultural differences between both both companies? So, well, so so the we became part of NVIDIA, which is, means the, the deal was approved uh, about few few months. It was in the May 2020. And uh, the pandemic started early 2020. So we actually never worked at NVIDIA offices. We started uh, at NVIDIA working from home. Everyone where he is, most of people are here in Israel. And uh, we just work this way. Uh, it's, uh, it's very different. And uh, in a sense, it's good for me because otherwise I would have I would been, uh, I, I been going to the United States for... Uh, quite some time. Now I can work from home. It's about 10 milliseconds, millis milliseconds difference. That's not a big deal. You know, and everybody <laughs> uh, in the video, we are still uh, not back in the office. And, uh, I, uh, you know, NVIDIA is the, is, it's, uh, it's a company that is uh, driven by a vision. It's uh, the revenue is the mean to drive technology. And not the other way around, as uh, people could feel in in the different companies. Of course, you know it's it's a very it's a very successful financially company. But uh, the idea is that if you build the right things, right things that work, uh, then the revenue will come. And that's what happened in Nvidia. That's that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, essentially, I, I remember when I had my my first, uh, I think it was like a GeForce, uh, NVIDIA GeForce FX or something in the early days. Um, and you couldn't have guessed this success story, right? Back then. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm part of NVIDIA. I, we, we worked with NVIDIA for quite quite some time. We know each other uh, very well. Uh, worked with Melox, worked with NVIDIA for... I think more than 10 years, but uh, I really became part of this company only only recently. And I'm not uh, familiar with uh, all the history of the products. I just know that it started as the graphic accelerator and then, uh, uh, you know, it evolved to the computing company. And who now owns the company Vision? Is that like part of your job as well uh, to, to, to sh further shape in the company Vision or...? Uh, I, I am part of it. Jensen is a great uh, visioner, and uh, you know he's uh, he's uh, he's uh, you know he's one of the most successful uh, CEOs, uh, uh, if not the most successful one. And he uh, very he understands the technology. He knows technology. He understands the market, and he has this uh, wisdom of uh, figuring out what's needed uh, in the market. 
So yeah, I'm 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 part of it, especially in the in the data center side. Okay, uh, Nvidia. There's a large portion of Nvidia business in the uh, in the in the consumer market, which uh, I am less involved. I mean, I'm 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 following it. I'm learning, but it's uh, you know I'm two years in Nvidia and it's still I feel like you know drinking from the fire hose. It's a mm. lot of technology and a lot of new things to learn. Can imagine. And is then your your day to day business more focusing around like edge computing and stuff like that? I mean, if you if you look at the Mellanox story, then you could guess it, right? Uh, well, it's about the data center, and data center moves out to the edge. You know, the autonomous car is the data center on the wheels. Okay, so all these uh, things are uh, it's it's the same architecture that scales uh, from uh, you know huge. Uh, data centers that you know that feed uh, hundreds of thousands of computers uh, to uh, all the way down to the car and uh, you know outposts and uh, and whatever and you name it and uh, so yeah so that's that's where I'm covering. And um, uh, yeah, you mentioned autonomous cars. There's like a lot of competition happening in that field right now, right? Um, I just remember like one news while ago that. Um, Elon Musk is now or started to actually design or Tesla, not Elon Musk personally, most likely, but they started to design their own chips and they're actually already chipping it uh, and, and went away from NVIDIA. Is that a trend that like you have all those domain specific chips and um, you have to adapt to certain needs of certain areas of business um, and, and you're also doing that as NVIDIA? Um, how 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 is that? Why why does Elon Musk do that? Uh, well, you need to ask uh, Elon Musk why did he do it. But uh, you know, there's uh, uh, and and he has his own own reasons to, to do it. Uh, in general, though, the uh, the integration of the system is you, you start it at some level uh, where you uh, feel uh, the most uh, most comfortable with and where you feel. Uh, you know, it, it does does make sense to go too deep down, where you don't have uh, added value uh, for your company. So you should start at the point where you can have a unique uh, added value for your for your products, and then uh, move from there up. And so everyone decides where do, do they start. And uh, in Melanox days, and I'm sure it's true for Nvidia as well. There is uh, uh, movements uh, up, uh, in and out, up and down, uh, either way you wish. Sometimes people decide to do their own things, and then they uh, come back to you. And uh, it happened to us in Melanox a few times. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> how does your your... Do you have like something like an office of uh, of of the CTO or, or something at Nvidia? I know that like a lot of very R and D driven companies actually have that, where like the the CTO is working really on the long term vision of the company and not so much on the short term, uh, or is not so much involved in the short term product development. Do you do the same thing at Nvidia, um, or how do you run your your? How does your day to day job look like? It is it is it is a virtual office. It's uh, it's a virtual office. So it's uh, I believe that uh, you know people uh, there's a, a very few people should uh, uh, should work sort of you know uh, up in the air 
the closer you are to the product, the better off you are. And uh, uh, then you can also, first of all, build things that we, uh, people will, will use. And the second, uh, you bring uh, the insight to the, to the vision, which is the longer term vision. So uh, I do work with the, uh, I have a few people that, uh, that basically report directly to me, but uh, most of the people and sort of, you know, this circus of influence, they are uh, not, uh, uh, they are not defined by the organizational structure, but they defined of uh, what you do and how you do. So, uh, you know, I, I, my focus right now, uh, most time I'm spending in the next generation uh, products, uh, both software and uh, hardware side of it. Uh, you know, it starts with hardware in terms of, you know, you need to make it right. And then, but you need to make it in a way that uh, software can use it and whatever software is written uh, so far can uh, take advantage of the new hardware. It's, uh, there's a big difference between hardware and software. You know, it's actually software is harder than hardware. Uh, software lives forever. Hardware, you know, after a few years, you just throw it away and buy a new one. But uh, software stays the same. So you need to be uh, really careful with the uh, software investment that you and your uh, customers and your partners and the ecosystem invest in uh, in your platform. And you need to make sure that you preserve this investment and uh, leverage this investment uh, as you go uh, further down uh, down the road and uh, you introduce new products. So that's that's something that you know this uh, this compatibility story that actually uh, was uh, I'm not sure it was discovered by Intel, but Intel definitely uh, took advantage of it at the binary level. Now this compatibility story goes uh, a little bit higher up than the than the object code. But you definitely need to make sure that you uh, that you leverage and uh, serve the software that was developed on the previous generations with the new generation products. Absolutely, but still, I mean, hardware is very hard because it just has to work, right? Um, and I don't know if you ever had to call back a product, if you ever had to call back hardware. Um, updating uh, software have... is a bit easier, right? I haven't. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I don't recall uh, calling, calling, calling back hardware, and uh, you can. But you always uh, do and develop software. Sometimes you, uh, you know, in, many, in, in most of the cases, you just you know develop software to explore new capabilities and improve performance. Sometimes uh, you know look at what you have in the uh, on your PC all the time. You have a patches all the time. Why it's patches? Because there are some vulnerabilities detected, and uh, you need to you need to fix it. So it's not recall. You don't bring anything back. But uh, in the, it's mostly for software. But uh, you know there's a, there's always updates and upgrades, and uh, your product lives. Uh, there's a, the lifetime of the product. And uh, its evolution doesn't uh, stop when you when you ship it first time, or when you sell it first time. How would you say? Does the what's what's the future of of companies like Nvidia? I mean, you're already everywhere. Um, is it specializing in a certain niche, or um, like will you be like the? The company that powers AI in the future—I um, mean, you already are—but will will mm -hmm. it be 
like a more more of a mainstream approach that you take there or like how do you see like your future well it's already mainstream you know the the uh, the way of uh, data processing is uh, now it's uh, basically inspired by this uh, studies of the human brain it's a neural network model it's uh, artificial intelligence it's uh, highly parallel uh, uh, data processing and uh, nvidia Uh, developed this parallel process technology for graphics, but it was directly applied to to AI. And we are building the computing of the 21st century. And I think NVIDIA is the the most, uh, uh, it's the leading company of uh, driving the 21st century computing. Uh, what happens now, it's, uh, you know, you, you, you look at the new services, you look at the, the way this uh, AI changes uh, life of everyone. You know, it's uh, the new things that you see today, the services that you see today, something that you couldn't uh, Im imagine. So imagine a few years ago, just magic. You'll uh, get to, uh, you know, have some help. You go to help desk and you have a bot answering you. And in many cases, it's actually, you know, you you can get along with the world. You don't even need to get to to the to the re real human. You know, the, the software writes software. There's a, there's, there's this uh, demo of uh, running, writing C code. You just tell software what you want it to do, and uh, it writes uh, it writes the C code that runs and uh, delivers the results. Okay, it's uh, it's a very different way. And Nvidia is uh, is the leading company that. Uh, basically provides the computing platform for this revolution starting from the chip all the way to the to the systems the I, I, if i remember correctly the the fifth uh, fastest super supercomputer in the world was nvidia and you think it will stay like this right <laughs> or well, it will become uh, even uh, more there is more to it see the thing is that um, Uh, there is the uh, there is a, a way of thinking is that there are some you know some some cake that now it exists and now we need to uh, figure out how to grab a bigger part a bigger part of it. Uh, my personal philosophy, which actually uh, was very res resonates with Nvidia, and that's why I like this company so much, is that rather than fighting for bigger piece of existing cake, let's you know bake a bigger cake let's okay. make a and bigger cake yeah <laughs> we, will have, we will have more and uh, and the thing is that this 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 uh, this thought that there is a zero sum game you know if you take something then if i take something you need to lose something and if you you take something i need to lose something that's not true that's not true that's not the way uh, the way world works uh, it's not zero sum game today we can do much more than yesterday and uh, tomorrow we'll do We'll be able to do much more than today, and our uh, and our habits or needs or requirements actually evolve with the technology. It's like it's like a spiral, you know. <laughs> you want to run faster, you ride the horse. You want to ride faster, you invent the car. You want to do it faster, you invent you know airplane. Then you go to the space, okay. And it's not something that uh, existed before, and you just need to do, to grab something, you know piece of it it's just invention and especially with the software world this really become uh, became much much easier as well right like always reinventing the wheel and like constantly doing that and evolving um from 
like just a human being um, and, and self-enhance uh, just using software um, is, is, yeah, in a way a crazy invention, right? Uh, that that yeah. accelerated everything um, exponentially. Right. And, and uh, you know, and, you know, this distinction of uh, software and hardware, it's uh, blurs. You know, what's the difference between software and hardware? It's uh, hardware is something that you can touch and software you you cannot touch, but it does really matter. You have a product, you have a service, and it uh, comprises of uh, software and hardware together. Uh, there is no, there is no much, uh, you know, you need to, you need to, Put them together as a single as a single product, not uh, as a two pieces that somehow somehow glue it together. Circling back to AI, um, you think in long term that it will be possible to still understand the models that are there and 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 make them understandable, um, or is your long term goal to rather make AI itself more accessible? Um, And, and um, it doesn't matter if you understand the models. I mean, you mentioned the human brain. I guess it's impossible to understand this um, and to really like visualize it. Um, what is your long-term goal with 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 AI? Yeah, in terms of understand, not understand. I uh, know things. People think they understand physics, but do you understand why uh, uh, speed of light is uh, is faster than speed of sound? You don't understand. You just get used to it. That's what that's that's what is that's the way uh, that's the way world uh, operates. In terms of uh, AI, uh, you know, there's a uh, the, the the more advanced machine uh, you build is uh, then actually better partner you build yourself. Uh, I was talking at some point, you know, there's a and I, I saw this even book that called Human Machine Team. So you know, the computer can. Uh, or machine can uh, analyze uh, way more data than any human can and uh, deliver some insights that uh, for a human hard to figure out if at all. And then man can make a decision, no machine can, and he can teach machine to make this decision next time around. And then, you know, it goes to the next, next level. So, That's uh, that's the way it uh, that's the way it evolves and that's the way it operates. Okay. And that's, that's also the way how AI works in our in our world today, right? Um, that yeah. I don't know. You have you you have a, like everywhere you everywhere I, I look, I see assistants that try to enable me to make my job better or to make better decisions, and mm -hmm. like looking at driving and Google Maps and stuff like that, um, where like always AI is involved. Um, But it's mm -hmm. it's not overruling the human um, in a way uh, where you think it it should better not be like this, right? Uh, it's always like an assistant assisting function. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's your partner. You know, if you if you are not careful, of course you can get uh, to the to the places you don't want to be. But uh, you know, it's always true. It's true for uh, for everything. It's true for knife. It's true for hammer, you know, and it's true for AI tools. <laughs> so AI is the hammer of tomorrow, then. Uh, it's 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 not. It's more than hammer. Tomorrow. It's it's a it's a tool 
it's a tool uh, that people use. You know, the, the Steve Jobs, uh, once he, uh, there was an well, in- interview with him a uh, very long time ago, when he was uh, uh, young, he talked about uh, man as a tool maker. Okay, we, 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 make, uh, we make tools to amplify our uh, abilities, capabilities, and uh, computing uh, in general, and uh, AI in particular is uh, one of these tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just have to get used to those tools. <laughs> get used to it, to learn to use them, leverage them. And are you also building software products or will you build software products in long term that um, make it easier or that, that um, help software engineers uh, to, to integrate AI in, a, in, an, in an easier way? Well, we do it today. We do it today. Uh, AI is basically every enterprise, every business will uh, will use AI. And uh, But uh, AI is a fairly uh, tricky thing to, uh, to embark on. And uh, NVIDIA actually created uh, what we call launch, Launchpad. So it's like, you know, shrink wrap uh, software that uh, once you have uh, hardware that is certified and capable of uh, doing this you as the as the business owner you can have your own uh, data center your own computers and uh, use uh, the ai you can take the pre-trained models that we have in uh, in the repository uh, there's a multiple uh, pre-trained pre-trained models that you can uh, use for for your business so we Nvidia is already doing this. Nvidia is the uh, you know there's we we sell the systems and we sell the chips, but it is software company. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in a lot of cases, people just don't see Nvidia or don't don't realize that Nvidia is kind of behind the technology or backing the technology they are using. Right? Uh, I mean, if you look at the public clouds. Um, you're 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 behind there, like everywhere, and maybe like I don't know, people select or pick your GPU um, or a machine powered by one of your GPUs, but essentially the the user interface does never come from Nvidia, right? Or in ninety percent of the cases. Well, there there the, the are tools that uh, and services that Nvidia provides directly. And uh, of course, you know we are we are the computing platform of uh, of the world, and uh, uh, people build services on top of computing platform. So when you uh, when you consume the services, you actually interact with the with the service and not with the platform. You run on platform, but you interact with the service. And um, when you first. I mean, you were not with with NVIDIA, so you can speak freely <laughs> about um, your first moment when you were you when you were touching blockchain and and Bitcoin um, as a topic, which is now partly also powered or in large portions powered by by NVIDIA. Um, did that feel meaningful or? <laughs> well, I personally never touched uh, uh, Bitcoin. And uh, and it's, it's not that I have any any uh, anything against it or or for it. I just didn't touch it. Uh, now, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, using the uh, Nvidia 
uh, hardware, uh, you know, to to for crypto mining and the like. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's a matter of uh, high performance computing, and Nvidia is. Uh, uh, is the plat platform provider for high-performance computing. So obviously people use uh, NVIDIA devices to, to do these things. But that's like, you just say that's like one of the use cases, um, but like looking at sustainability behind it, it feels a bit strange every once in a while, right? If you look at, look at what, what's really happening there, uh, well, you know, the, all this, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, go up and down, and uh, this Bitcoin uh, mining is is one of them. You know, there's always one thing uh, comes and the other thing goes, and, uh, you know, but if you look at the, you know, if you look at the, uh, you know, ignore these uh, spikes, but look at sort of, you know, longer term, the appetite and the need for computing is uh, growth. And actually, you know, it used, used to be based on uh, or paced by uh, what's called Moore law that uh, started with the, that was stated about the number of transistors that you can pack on a single die. Uh, so this was sort of, you know, the innovation on the, uh, on the very basic level, uh, providing twice as many transistors for, uh, Chip designers every two years, so you have more resources, you can do more things. Uh, but in the uh, last 20 years, there's a uh, the new law. It's uh, Jensen, uh, Jensen Huang. He is the CEO of Nvidia. He actually made an observation about seven or so years ago that uh, that compute power or computing performance grows twice, two x every year, almost two x every year. And that's, uh, uh, you know, beyond there are some things that uh, that you can always get from the protest technology, but there is also, you know, new ways of computing, new algorithms, new ways to, you know, to do the uh, to do the domain-specific acceleration accelerators and actually building a new a unit of computing, which is a data center. Data center is just a big computer. It's one big computer, you know, it, 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 I think maybe 20 years ago, well, less than 20 years ago, but uh, some, at some conferences, uh, Google said that, you know, what they have is they have the biggest computer in the world and they just manage it. And uh, so, you know, data center is just one big computer that runs its own operating system and runs its own uh, services, applications, uh, very different than traditional human machine uh, doing this. But uh, this way you can accelerate your uh, performance and get more compute power at the rate of 2x a year. So, you know, in the, if you look at the, just, just look at the uh, top 500 list, the fastest supercomputer. The fastest supercomputer today is almost a million times faster than faster supercomputers 20 years ago. And uh, 20 years ago, the step was only thousand times in twenty years. So, are you excited when you think about quantum computing? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. It's uh, it's definitely interesting. It's uh, it's uh, it opens up uh, new opportunities. It seems like it's uh, you know it's uh, you know depends whom do you talk to, but it is uh, uh, quite some time away. But uh, in NVIDIA, we are uh, sort of moving uh, or getting ready, and not as a not just as a company, but uh, as the ecosystem, 
with the, for the quantum computing, but we have the uh, what we call Q, Q quantum, which is the way to simulate uh, quantum computers. So now you can you can today use NVIDIA platform to develop algorithms that will be running on the quantum computer uh, once it's available. And uh, given the complexity of these things uh, and the time it takes to develop, so if you start today, uh, you will be ready when quantum computer shows up. Like you know, five to 10 years from now, it depends whom do you talk to. Five to ten years, you would say. Okay, <laughs> looking forward to that time. And you think it will immediately change everything? Well, nothing really changes immediately, but it will, it will definitely enable to uh, solve the problems that are un uh, unsolvable today. And do you think it will be a good thing? Um, I mean, in the wrong hands, it could also. Well, cause... yeah. Well. If, if, so there are, two, there, are, there are two statements. One, I think it will be a good thing because everything that happens is good. I'm just optimistic. Will it get to the wrong hands? Of course, everything gets to the wrong hands. And then we need to be able to, uh, you know, to handle it. Okay. And, uh, you know, the more compute power you, uh, you, you produce, you make available for people, you know, bad guys also use it. Obviously, I like... Your optimism, um, and um, I'm also myself very optimistic. Um, if if you look at what what you could tell other CTOs from your learnings in the last years, especially also looking with, at your expertise between hardware and software, what be, would be like your three biggest learnings you you would give shout out to to CTO, CTOs out there? Well, uh, first of all, don't don't assume. Uh, the biggest thing I think it's not just CTOs, but uh, definitely for CTO, is to internalize that uh, world develops exponentially and not linearly. So whatever you extrapolate, extrapolate exponentially. And don't think that uh, something which is which was not possible or considered to be impossible today. Uh, will be impossible tomorrow. That's, by the way, why I like to work and uh, you know to, to 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 work with the with the young guys, uh, unexperienced. You know, there's uh, the people that are experienced. They know what can be done, what cannot be done. They do what can be done. They don't do what cannot be done. And the uh, young guys, they don't know what cannot be done. So that sometimes they do it just because they didn't know that it cannot be done. So you know, don't uh, don't. Uh, wave, uh, you know, don't uh, cross over ideas just because they are uh, they are absurd, and uh, and don't afraid from from confrontations and uh, you know new things that basically gets you out of your comfort zone. Don't stay in the comfort zone. That's that, that's a good learning. Is that also the reason why you, um, as Nvidia, seem to be hiring um, a lot of junior people as well? Yeah, we hire we hire general people. We hire uh, a lot of people. Uh, you know, in, just in Israel, we we hiring few hundreds of people a year. I mean, new people. We hiring. Uh, I think, by the way, uh, retention of existing employees is uh, is more important, and uh, needs to be. I, I consider myself, you know, in Israel, 
we hire yeah. every day, we hire about 3,000 people a day. Because, you know, we have 3,000 employees in Israel and uh, every day they leave. You know, they stop working and we need to make sure that they will come back tomorrow. So we need to hire them today. So they will come back tomorrow. Okay, it's not hiring with a job offer, but it is, uh, you know, but it is definitely making sure that people are challenged, interested, and uh, stay with you forever. But that's also what um, especially is attractive to people working in tech, right? To constantly learn. Um, and I can yeah. imagine that, yeah, you have a lot of challenges to solve that, um, that people can can grow with and and, yeah. and learn with, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing is that what we, are, uh, what we are doing, you cannot learn in the university because, uh, or in any other school, it's just because these things don't exist. So the only way to learn it from your experience, from your mistakes, another advice, don't, don't afraid, don't be afraid for failure. Failure is a lesson and uh, not more than that. Uh, you know, it's it's not a, you know you don't need to be too pride, uh, too proud that you fail, but uh, it's not something to be ashamed of, especially if you learn something. I mean, if you don't learn, then you, then you should be ashamed. That's the reason to be ashamed from the failure. That's like a real product mindset. Um, and the the third and last tip that you would give? Well, that's all the three, I think. You know, don't, uh, you know, just look at, look at everything as, as a new, new, new things are always, always, always great and always there. Don't afraid from unknown, you know, the, you always get some um, pushback, especially if the good ideas, if nobody pushes back, it means it's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, or a bad company. <laughs> or a bad company. Um, so um, I still have a little surprise for you. Um, Curtis Prem, who is one of the NVIDIA founders, actually gave me like an an old graphics card um, that is, uh, I think, 50 years old. And um, the GPU actually has like a little secret Easter egg um, that you can use with the uh, earliest version of CUDA, which was released back then at the same time. And it, it's actually um, a time machine feature. So you can use it to travel back in time. And we we, we, we can use it now. And um, imagine that we're traveling back um, to 1995 Um which was the time when you worked as chief arch architect at Intel. And we can observe yourself for a while, um, kind of little younger, um, still uh, very keen to learn stuff um, mm -hmm. and, and same energy level as you, as you have now, at least. Um, and you now have the chance to whisper something into young Michael's ears. Um, what would it be? That the world is much bigger and much more interesting than you think. Okay. In 1995, it was the uh, introduction of the Pentium MX. It was the lead CPU at Intel that I was uh, uh, one of the, I was managing this, uh, this device. Uh, and uh, uh, I was the 
I was the uh, project manager. And uh, I, I thought that I am on the top of the world. And it turns out that is uh, very far from being a top. And I think that world actually doesn't have any top. So, yeah. Just yeah. little and, steps, uh, yeah, right? I, 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 used to be, I used to be young and beautiful. Now I'm only young. So that's, that's the way it is. <laughs> so, Michael, um, it was really nice to have you here in the podcast. A really exciting journey that you that you went through, um, and um, I think we could learn so much more from you. So maybe uh, we 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 can talk a second time every once in a while. <laughs> okay. And, uh, maybe also meet in person when I'm in Israel next time. Um, really enjoyed okay. talking to you. Uh, thanks a lot, Michael. Bye bye. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. Nice meeting you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Alphalist podcast. If you like this episode, share it with friends. I'm sure they'll love it too. Make sure to subscribe so you can hear deep insights into technical leadership and technology trends as they become available. Also, please tell us if there is a topic you would like to hear more about or a technical leader whose brain you would like us to pick. AlphaList is all about helping CTOs getting access to the insights they need to make the best decisions for their company. Please send us suggestions to cto at alphalist.com. Send me a message on LinkedIn or Twitter. After all, the more knowledge we bring to CTOs, the more growth we see in tech. Or, as we say on AlphaList, accumulated knowledge to accelerate growth. See you in the next episode.